Arg, Grog. Hey everyone, it's a Sideshed Podcast with me, Peter Fickling, Kerry Walgus and Matthew Weir. Uh, well guys, I ha- I'm back and I've cracked the code. Um, you might remember that several people have uh, written in reviews where they just listen to the podcast and don't bother listening to the archers. That's exactly the experience I had <laughs> while I was away with my <laughs> lovely sister visiting and I can highly recommend it. So if people want to get rid of that sack of shite BBC thing and just listen to this, and yeah, not <laughs> I had a great time. Top work, guys. I really enjoyed it. Oh, did you? That's, yeah, that's nice. It did make you wonder why we'd said that you were in Christmas pajamas with 15 cats. You missed that reference. But to be honest, it's kind of on brand because we're so uh, uh, thoughtless about each other's feelings. I was just like, oh, whatever. Yeah, <laughs> fair enough. It was a guy in Hazelhurst that Will delivered um, Bridge Farm produce to on his rounds. Well, if it had been this week, you would have said, uh, I bet Peter's at home covered in afterbirth, um, uh, yeah. you know, <laughs> just cleaning himself in the sink. So Barely any clothes on. Yeah. yeah. What did you think of this week, Peter, coming back to the Archers? Nicely done, Kerry. Nicely done. Um, I, uh, I, yeah, I did. Uh, so, okay, so let's be positive. After being so negative, let's be positive. I, I thought Kirsty rescued her reputation. Um, I really liked um, Ardil being the kind of like voice of reason. I, as you know, I've got a bit of a soft spot for him, so I was that more of that. I was quite pleased about. Mm. And I also, uh, I did enjoy getting very angry with uh, Lee and Helen, and also how irrational it was. Me being me being angry, I mean. Yeah, yeah. The Kirsty thing's interesting because she she was kind of forced to do that, really, wasn't she? Mm. So, um, what should we force an advert in here? Do you see what I did? Yeah, and then um, we can. Um, um, I think you're going to give Kirsty a right old shooting, aren't you, Kerry? Yeah, a little bit of one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Come on in, Gary. Um, Get your hobnail boots on. Well, for one thing... It wasn't. It didn't help that I was listening to her at one and a half times speed today to try to catch up quickly whilst I was in between working. Mm. And her and Lillian at one and a half times speed are really, really hardcore to listen to. They're so quick because they both speak quickly formally. I would imagine Kirsty at 1.5 sounds like Janice Joplin. <laughs> she was mean really wasn't she? she was very annoyed about this about brian bothering them he came round with a, she- a frozen shepherd's pie he brought posh mm. wine um he's 
just lost his wife as well. Let's not forget. I can understand it. You know, neighbours bothering you when they haven't had a dead relative recently or a dead spouse. That's uh, annoying. But come on, it's it's Brian and he's in a state, isn't he? You sometimes have to forgive the fact that the writers have to kind of do it on air. So what might have just been a raised eyebrow or a little kind of sigh has to kind of be spoken out loud. But I'm not, I just, yeah, I don't think I, I don't think I'd be that uh, mean. Just trying to think of a better word then. You know, I just don't think I'd be that mean. <laughs> but let's, let's be honest here as well. Kerry is never going to kick Brian out of the house if he's coming round, <laughs> particularly if he's coming round with shepherd's pie and wine and then falling asleep <laughs> in front of the sofa or talking at length. This is like, Kerry dreams of these moments. I do, I do. I thought, God, what an amazing description of him where he, when he's got loads of wine in him, he just picks a topic from the news and sort of rants as if he knows everything there is to know. But I was like, oh God, I'd just be in raptures sitting there listening. Matthew, yeah. we should see if we can make like use AI to make like a carrier porn mag. It's all of her big burly men in various sort of like <laughs> very specific scenarios. I did wonder this week what would happen if we just fed our ideas of the archers and what we were going to say about it into one of these AIs and see what it brought back out. Um, I, do you know when I li- uh, when I lived in Dublin, there was an old widower guy that lived in the bungalow opposite me, mm. and. And he would always appear leaving his house as I was leaving with the dog. And he would come over and pet the dog and chat. He was always like dressed in a little suit and stuff. And it struck me one day that he was just looking out the window and waiting for me to leave so he could come out and have some interaction. Um, Mm -hmm. And then he'd kind of walk down the road and then he'd do a loop back. I think think I, I did have him over for dinner once. Actually, it wasn't at Christmas. I tried to get him over at Christmas and he actually went to his daughter somewhere else in the country. But yeah, there is that. Like you just, you yeah. wouldn't behave like what actually Peter said at the beginning of this, that he had an archerless week, didn't he? Mm-hmm. And in criticizing another storyline that we'll come to, the Lee and Helen one, I said in the, our chat earlier today, Oh, they just completely forgot a storyline off mic like it never happened. It was like I'd missed an episode. Mm. Well, I found out tonight I had missed an episode. Oh, had you? <laughs> the entire episode where Brian came over and fell asleep and oh. the, Kurt and Roy started to get annoyed with Kirsty or vice versa. I loved it when, when Brian was waking up from his slumber and it was the TV or radio was on and, it, and you could hear it go, the UK streams and rivers are teeming with wildlife. <laughs> and I thought he must have thought he was having some sort of toxic barrel nightmare. <laughs> yeah, he thought he was back in the courtroom. Yeah. Not in talking in his sleep. Not not round here, they're not, bub. Yeah. <laughs> I've killed all that. <laughs> not if I can help it. Oh. He was sweet. They they got it in the end. I I, I suppose Kirsty and Roy, they, you know, she was trying to do decorating. They've got busy lives. I get that you just want to switch off when you're at home. You don't want any company, do you? I do understand it a bit. I did like the irony that uh, Roy's Roy moaning to Ardil was a thousand times more tedious than Brian could ever be. And you could hear the yes. irritation in Ardil's voice. And he's like... Oh, you know, I, I I know it was massively racist to you in the Paris article, and uh, also, you know, and it's just like, oh, you know, it's like, shut up! Can't you tell the man's bored shitless? He's given you the good advice. Just listen and move on. He was great, wasn't he, Ardil? Where he just yeah. said, like, you're complaining about Brian doing the things that you were telling him to do, mm. and you know, 
called called them both out as being hypocrites. I loved him just saying, didn't pussyfoot around, did he? He just said, you're being dicks, really. It sounds quite nice. He came around with dinner and wine. <laughs> yeah. Adil said, you know, what would Brian think if he could hear what you're saying about him now? Yeah. Yeah. And then and Roy was going, I'm an awful person. I'm a horrible person. Sorry, sorry, sorry. And then it's all bollocked him for saying sorry too many times. What's the relationship between Adil and Roy? Because Roy was very subservient to him for a while. And Adil was a yeah. little bit like, oh, um, maybe it's your turn to clean every toilet and portaloo today, Roy. Just because mm. he had to come crawling back. Because Roy, Roy stood on um, in principle for a while, didn't he? Until he realised he wasn't going to have any money. And then he came crawling back. Yeah. I think Adil's, you know, he's, I don't know, he's he's quite... I don't. I don't think he gets a massive boner for being the boss, but I think he's quite comfortable just issuing instructions. Like he doesn't. I don't. What I mean is, I don't. I don't think he would. He doesn't strike me as someone who kind of like gets his rocks off on being the boss. But I think also he's not gonna. He's not too worried about hurting Roy's feelings. I don't think. He did mention this week that the money isn't his concern, didn't he? The cost of stuff. Yeah. So. It's like he is just someone who's floating there as a rep because a lot of people have suspected that he is mm. he is the buyer. But he, he said in relation to, was it Andrea, the architect? Yeah. Um, he said, like, the cost of it isn't my issue. Who'd have ever thought of women architects? I mean, that's ridiculous. <laughs> isn't it, Matthew? No comment. They build the best buildings, actually. That's what I heard. Yeah, that's what your missus tells you. Yeah, and they also make extensive plans for your new apartment, which means you can just sit back and let them get on with it. Oh, that's good. Mm-hmm. Who who do you think Ardil has lost in his life? You mentioned he lost someone close. And... It has, has to be a partner, doesn't it? Yeah. Because he's he's shown up, he's quite eligible, he's mm-hmm. single, and there's been a toying of a relationship with Kirsty, yeah. and even more of one with Lily. Um and he's living in a B&B. And he's living in a B&B, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. it all adds up. <laughs> this, you know, he's, like, he's, not, he's not popping back on the weekend to go to his, no. you know, his old flat or something. He is in the B&B full time. So he's like, a, it's, it's quite um, Alan Partridgean, isn't it, his existence? That he, can be found walk, he can be found walking up the B road singing Goldfinger every now and again. <laughs> I don't blame him staying in that B&B. You get labelled lunchboxes. And, and, oh. and parcels, parcels taken in, and everything. David was absolutely stunned by the, a packed lunch. <laughs> I thought he was going to move in. Was <laughs> David incredibly annoying this week, or really good value for money? I couldn't tell. Um, I think he was a bit, a bit of both. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Um, this whole. I mean, Linda was start. It's not too early to talk about her, is it? I mean, she started to pick apart mm. this idea of. The, it was quite clear when him and Ruth were having that conversation on Monday about where they could get some help from. And then they were like, "Yeah, Linda owes us because we put the production on in the in the barn." But when when she started to ask about the toilet situation, I was like, "Oh God." Because Jill's back there now. There's no ensuite room. Can you imagine? Like, they're going to use the downstairs toilet and use the upstairs. All three of them, by the way, Ben, Ruth, and David. So they don't use the upstairs toilet that much. 
I know. I mean, who? which idiots are going to stay in this place? <sighs> Can you imagine going to the bathroom after David's dropped one of his Brookfield bombs in there? Or, or a nest. <laughs> Ben, Ines has blocked the U-Bend with a four-day poo, um, so you will need to get the plumbers in. I'm quite disappointed with this Ines because it wasn't an Ines, was it? I thought it was the Spanish or Portuguese name Ines, but I looked on the website and it's Ines, I-N-N-I-S. the Scottish man's name. Yeah, we got the we got the gag though, didn't we, everyone? Yeah, Ines Petragools. Yeah, from... Inspector Gall from An Inspector Calls by J.B. Yeah. Priestley. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So bloody leaden that, wasn't it? Yeah, you can't even make a gag out of it. I mean, they, um, they, that book is legendary to me because we read it in the third year of secondary school in Lit. And I had the copy. Do you, I don't know if you ever remember this. You'd get a treasured, there'd be one copy in the school that someone had graffitied and written humorous annotations. Oh, and I had that one to, it, yeah, and well, just to set the tone, the co- the cover had been altered, so it was an inspector's balls. <laughs> it just that kind of went from there, really. So I you used did, to read. You did that graffiti, didn't you? No, I did not. I think I kept the book though. Um, so when it was your turn to read, you had to read, but try to avoid the annotations because oh, they were far funnier than the. I went to school this week. I uh, applied for a carpentry course. And, nice one. Um, yeah, and so I went, and it was they did the adults and the GCSE kids at the same time. So, and I didn't, I didn't know. I just applied online. So I turn up, I and mean, it's like, and I couldn't see the other adults. So it was just me in a sea of sort of like you know uh, um, badly done dye jobs and too much hair gel. It was really, it was really really disconcerting. Did Did you walk in with your backwards baseball cap and your skateboard over your back? Yeah. I was. I yeah. What's this? Uh, yeah, I went for. What does he oh, say? Yeah. Hey, young, whatever. The Matthew. Hello, it. fellow. Uh, is it hello, fellow teenagers or something? Or was, I can't yeah, remember. I was, yeah. yeah. Um, but the thing was that all these kids had brought their parents with them to their interviews, and I was a bit sort of like, "Am I wrong to be shocked about that?" Really? No, you're not wrong. Surely that's the point of go going to something like that. Is you're starting to stand on your own two feet now, aren't you? I'd like to think I wouldn't judge someone for bringing a parent, but I... Did you take your mum and dad? <laughs> I, I wouldn't. I, I At the same age, the absolutely last person I would want coming to me coming to an interview with me would have been anyone related to me. But your dad was down, wasn't he, last week? You could have taken him along with you. <laughs> oh, that would have been amazing, my dad. Um, yeah. <sighs> It's like little and large now because my my dad's my bad my dad's pencil thin and six foot five, and I'm the heaviest I've ever been, about four inches shorter. <laughs> but it's it's I mean it's a, we make quite the pair now. I, I was quite glad that you know when Roy was late to meet the architect, it was fine because Peter was on site, and I thought, oh, that's, that's <laughs> I didn't like that. I didn't like that. I, I don't know because like uh, Matthew's kind of quite a sort of so Kerry's a very rare name, right? Like you don't meet many Kerry's in. Mm in life matthew is a sort of a you know it's it's a banker it's solid you know every generation gets yeah, a few biblical. but peter is very much the preserve of old men like you don't meet any peters anymore so i don't like you know it's always it always it always shocks me when i hear a peter mm, yeah very dull, well, how, true. How, how is gray gables coming along <laughs> who the bloody owner is peter yeah come on i, I would god you know I, I, you? I, would, I would absolutely love to do like a refit of a hotel 
wouldn't that be fun? And I'd really love to do that as a job. Yeah. You want to come and do my apartment? Love to. <laughs> yeah. Happily. I, th- uh, you know, um, I, uh, I got a real taste for it when we did our extension, like, you know, finding sort of clever use of little nooks and crannies. It's enjoyable. Yeah, then you had to deal with the builders, though, didn't you? <laughs> and that nearly sent you absolutely potty. Yeah, you're right. Better not do it. Yeah. <laughs> um, speaking of speaking of absolutely potty, we were talking about the Brookfield B and B, weren't we? Oh, God. Yeah. Um, so you know, we'll, we'll get past the JB Priestley gag. Um, <laughs> also, they provide complimentary soups on arrival. I thought that was a bit unusual. I, oh, yes, I did tweet that. Yeah, so soup. There's soup everywhere in this sodding program. I think David and Ben were slurping soup, weren't they? in one scene i'm pretty sure the am the am is soup and when you turn (laughs) on soup comes out in umbridge so you think it's like a kind of savory willy wonka world yeah yeah it's like that everything is soup what did you think of linda's approach i know you like she was role playing she got really well into it didn't she and um, well i was worried at one point that it might not be great for ben's mental health for him to be like hang on is this linda or Innes. And then when David came in and he let, he was like, he was like, you've let Bess in. I thought David could play his kind of hallucination card and go, no, I haven't. <laughs> oh, it was very odd, wasn't it? I thought, good heavens. She obviously, she always goes over the top, doesn't she? But it was, it's a room in a farmhouse. It's not mm. like the Ritz or a real upmarket B&B. And can you imagine Should like. I try and be generous. Yeah, go on. They have given us, with with Linda, license to do anything. She's done so many balmy things over the years that you are able to suspend disbelief in a way you wouldn't with other characters. Like, mm. you know, she's so pantomimish and nonsensical. So if it had been Susan, for instance, another you know character from this week, you'd be like, oh, this is just complete bullshit. But somehow with Linda, you can kind of relax into it and go, yeah, maybe, you know, she is completely insane. That's what they, they ought to do. They ought to have each character from the Archers staying the night in, <laughs> in the B&B room and giving sort of feedback on what's worked well and what hasn't. Like, yeah. Jazza would love it. Jim. Wouldn't he? Yeah. Um, Lillian the ghost, wouldn't Joe like Grundy trying to, trying to go room to room, losing his <laughs> ghost ferrets. You think, oh, is it, you know, ghost ferrets being lost by ghost Joe Grundy. <laughs> okay, I think we need to have a word with the BBC. There's there's a spin-off here. Rent a ghost <laughs> meets um meets the archers. Yeah. I mean there was there was quite uh three in a bed, late utterly four in a bed, where she was grilling Ben about the breakfast, wasn't she? And he was like, Well, oh. this is sourdough that's made from by my grandmother and these eggs were laid by my brother, Josh. Laid by my brother Josh. No, no, his chickens laid them, you know what I mean? It's got this weird <laughs> image of, of Angus Imry sat, sat out in the barn. That's a USP, that is. <laughs> eggs laid by boys. If I had to eat a, an egg laid by anyone in that family, it would probably be Josh, not one of the other ones. Mm. No, you wouldn't, wouldn't want a pip egg? Oh, no, thank you very much. 
<laughs> or sour, sour, rot, 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 each rot, you know, rotten, even if they're fresh. No, thank you very much. I think it, it's awful that she ordered a cab and then cancelled it right at the last minute. Yeah, that was Poor shitty. old Rex, that's horrible. Yeah, I was thinking Rex had to come up from the rewilding, fight off deer, punch a bear, get in his taxi, come over to Brookfield, and it's like, sorry, Rex, you're not needed. Have you seen the trailer for Cocaine Bear? I I have seen it. I also saw that guy who's very funny that makes videos about movies, very short cuts where he said, you know, he was comparing it to other movies and he was like, what What do you need to know about Cocaine Bear? Nothing. <laughs> if you know what cocaine is and you know what a bear is, you need to go and see this movie. Uh-huh. I've got a sneaking suspicion it might be fun. He said it's yeah. better. He reckons it'll, his prediction is it'll be better than Citizen Kane. Yeah. <laughs> And he said, "You won't need anyone. Ex- um, you won't need a video explaining the ending of Cocaine Bear. You just go <laughs> see it, and that's it." Hey, Gary, do you know the plot? I don't know, but that was my nickname when I lived in Wakefield. <laughs> I don't doubt it. Yeah, were you were you a, were you a kingpin in Wakefield, Gary? Were you like, did you run Wakefield? Well, you know, big big fish in a small pond, sort of thing. Yeah. yeah. It's ba- basically, Kerry, a huge amount of cocaine gets dropped in a forest by um, a drug cartel and a bear eats it all. Sniffs it all. That's it. That's the Excellent. movie. Uh, yeah. Who's behind this? Is it someone uh, good? I, I think weirdly, it's, um, oh my God, it's a, a blonde actress. You'll definitely know her. Uh, but I think she might be the producer or something. Uh, anyway, that's not oh. very helpful. But yeah, anyway, cocaine bear. But it's only, it's only like to Matthew's point, it's only marginally... Mm less or more plausible than you know the whole linda nonsense speaking of films oh it's elizabeth banks is the director that's the one yeah yeah and oh, that's impressive oh, I didn't, it. I didn't realize she directed it yeah but speaking of films um helen and lee they were going to watch films weren't they and they were getting all excited about i was thinking how oh, he would choose this is england and she'd choose team america wouldn't she <laughs> yeah i mean i did get, I, I think i put a tweet out this week saying like she's really pushing san francisco every time lee's gone to the toilet <laughs> and someone was like yeah she's got a, a flip chart out everything and there's that point where tony said to her at one point what's with the look and i thought she was going to be like what my visit san francisco t-shirt yeah well, what this she's like twirling a bat on and has like <laughs> stripes like hot pants on <laughs> but i did have a moment of clarity listening to that where I realised something about myself, and maybe you two as well, that what Helen was doing, she was actually behaving quite reasonably, and yet my hatred for her was so, <laughs> so overwhelming <laughs> all the way through that. I just couldn't stop loathing her. And it mm. has it is it now just kind of like, is it just you hate her because she's Helen? Is it, Does all logic just get abandoned? I think you've I just... got... You... You've got something there because if you put the words she said down on a page, which I presume yeah. she had had exactly. one off in front of her, then <laughs> if anyone were to do that, <laughs> um, she was ad libbing, Carrie. I'm they sure. might have done. Yeah, which someone might have done. But um, the, the words on the page seem quite reasonable, don't they? But when exactly. she says them with that tone of I, I, she's very difficult to explain to some. If you had to explain Helen to someone who's never heard her, yeah. Mm. I, also, when pe- other people talk about her, mm. that would be normal if they talked about another person. But it's Helen, and 
you just mm. think have you met like tony <laughs> said to her this could you know you don't want to do this if it's going to cost you your happiness i thought helen was going to go like my what <laughs> yes. what's that um you know the best thing about bridge farms you can always pivot though don't you because tony mm. was just trying to moan oh um or no helen she tried to talk about the bean sprouts or something didn't she and he was like come on yeah. let's talk about don't it but then, the yeah, but then she, at the end she was like yeah anyway dad have you sorted it with your sister about how you hid your other sister's fatal illness which killed her while they were on holiday <laughs> and it was like okay that's your get us your your ace card isn't it but I do think Lee is really flip-flopping wildly. Mm. Well, that's the episode I missed because I was suddenly like, hang on, how did this all sort itself yeah. out? And it was only today. I was like, oh, the, oh, this all happened. Okay. Yeah, but even having heard the one that you missed, if, when you It was very it, quick, yeah. It's really like, oh, yeah, okay, yeah, I've got it now. They can go. They can go to the other side of the world. Um, I'll keep in, there are loads of ways of keeping in touch with them. They can listen to me on the radio quite a few times a week if they want to. Um, I just thought this is very odd considering his initial response to the whole thing and mm. having had them in his home for a week and saying, oh, you know, around the table, we really felt like a family. And then it's like, oh, bye. <laughs> it's just Okay. Wave them off. I, I find it very odd indeed. I don't think any parent would actually be like that if their kids were moving to America. No, no, you'd be absolutely devastated, wouldn't you? Yes, yeah, you would. And I know that they are of an age where, um, was it Helen who said they they know you love them, or Tony said it? Come, one of the two, um, said. So, they're of an age where they know you love them. So it'll be fine. Just let them go. You just wouldn't mm. do that, I don't think. They say it seemed to me quite well-adjusted, very polite mm. girls because they're pretending to enjoy planting broad beans in the polytunnels when they clearly <laughs> they're just like, get me the fuck out of this place. Get me back to that tablet. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> He's going to show us his trains in a minute, Evie. God's sake. <laughs> I liked it when Lee said to Tony in their heart to heart, he was like, maybe I'm not good at judging this kind of thing. And I thought Tony was going to go, what, the pancake competition? That's, <laughs> that's me and Pat doing that, Lee. Do you prefer American or English pancakes, lads? Oh, um, English pancakes, the crepe. I was all, all about the crepe on Tuesday. It's funny, mm. like saying English pancakes, the crepe, which is French. Well, it is a crepe, isn't it? I, know. I don't. I don't think they're. I don't think they're the same. They don't think they're comparable. They do such a different mm. job. I don't. Yeah. It's like. You know, I don't know. It's like. It's like saying, do you, you know, like a baguette or or sli a sliced loaf. Yeah, they are. They're incredibly different. Yeah. Yeah. They're the same in name only, aren't they? Yeah, I mean, which quits would have a competition comparing the two? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, Pat was just disappointed that there wasn't pancake soup. Yeah. Someone on Twitter did say, actually, I've had soup with pancakes in. Oh, God. Did you see that reply? I think no, it was some Eastern European type thing with, like, you know, slivers of pancake instead, oh, of, noodles, okay. instead of noodles. So it kind of made sense. Okay. Because I, I can understand. They, they have, like, the dumplings kind of stuff, don't they, that they mm -hmm. slice up and put in the soup. So there is the, um, what's it called? In, I know what it is in English. It's like little sparrow, sparrows in German. And it's like a, it's like a kind of a, um, pasta, where they, they it's like a, they, I think, yeah, you get it by like raining dough into the, or just like, anyway, it's like, it's oh, like, are you it's talking like, about, um, pierogi? Maybe, 
but it's like little Polish. so it's like but there's like a liquidy batter that goes into the water yeah i've i've got a pierogi pan here to make it i absolutely love it and then they kind of serve it up with cream cheese and like lard on served on top huh? yeah hey speaking of food i didn't know jenny invented nutella and i don't <laughs> know why she didn't use that money to buy a bigger house and kitchen yeah, she she created chocolate and hazelnut pate. Yeah. <laughs> Bloody brilliant. Yeah. Terry, how many frozen beef wellingtons do you have in your freezer, just in case of emergencies? Not enough. Not enough. It does seem no. like a good idea, doesn't it? Of all of, of all of the hair-brained ideas this week, that seemed the least <laughs> uh, most brained and least hairy. I've never made a beef wellington. I don't know even if I've I've never actually eaten one. I've watched many being made on MasterChef and things like that. Is it, is it impudent to sort of set that for you as a piece of homework by next week or the week after? Oh, God, do you know, I never buy joints of beef to cook. I don't, I don't think mean I've to ever make it. it. I mean to consume one. Oh, I can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Can do yes, that. Okay. I'm not I'm not I'm not a complete dick. Yeah. Are you willing to eat some beef wellington for the podcast? I'm willing to. Yes, definitely. Yeah. But um, yeah, I think they're they're going to be quite hard to make those, aren't they? Really, and get them right, and the beef to be sort of nice and pink in the middle, and yeah. An ex of mine, I made one, and we were in the butchers. This is like when I was quite young, and you know when you do something, even when you know it's a stupid idea, just because you're under kind of enormous pressure. She was outraged by the price of the beef that I was going to buy. So I so I got bullied into buying a cheaper cut. And the butcher was kind of going, what are you using this for? And I was like, Beef Wellington. He's like, it's not really going to work. And I was like, oh. No, yeah. it has to be the, the fillet, doesn't it? Yeah. And I, so I took this kind of what, what turned out to be pretty much stewing beef home and made made oh, a full please. Beef Wellington with it. And oh, everything God. except for the beef, everything except for the beef was amazing. <laughs> it was really you know tasty. Makes a really oh. good Wellington is... Um, Lamb, if you get the fillet of lamb, it's this gorgeous. Lamb. God, amazing. When you next come to the UK, Matthew, will you make one? <laughs> yeah, I think, well, we're going to have to have a South Coast meetup, aren't we? I think yes, we're going to yeah. have to. Um, Harry and I are quite close now. Yeah, yeah. so let, let's just do do it like that. Um, the halfway house for me and Kerry is Dungeness. I was there on the weekend. Kerry, do you have an ensuite? <laughs> <laughs> no. Okay. A, a right. bucket by the bed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. I once stayed in a B and B above a pub in Wakefield, and there were buckets next to each bed for for throwing up purposes. That was that was nice. Oh, so it's one of the, one of Wakefield's more finest. Fi- yeah, <laughs> finest the Elephant and Castle. Yeah. That was. Did they have non-alcoholic beer? No. <laughs> Uh, uh, oh, there are none in the freezer i took them out um but um oh, well so we've got our list of topics right and mm. we've still got um at least two to go can we please set a new pods land speed record for the tony and Lind? oh god yeah i felt we'd almost pretty much done it no no we've got um susan and alice which i'm very i'm All looking right. forward to talking about but can we just get tony and Lillian out of the way so it's not hanging over me yeah, yeah. go on that's I'm happy. I'm, I'm, I've said my bit. <laughs> just I'm gonna be done with it. I, it was so irritating. I I just uh, I didn't even listen to the week before. I just listened to you guys, as I said. But I've just I've had yeah. enough. And uh, and I, it's it. They could 
if the, if that conversation had happened a kind of uh, 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 two weeks ago, a week and a half ago, I think I could have been potentially a little bit moved by it. But I was just like, oh god, you two sad sacks, just shut the f- up. What were they doing with slides and stuff? What what? It and he was getting awkward. a curtain and a ladder and. Well, she oh. found an old because he fixed the clock. You remember there was the whole thing with Leonard. And yeah, Lillian, and the, this was obviously before Jenny died, and yeah. um, and she sort of went, "Oh, that clock looks slightly different and more shiny." Yeah, yeah. The, well, he got the clock working, and then she said, "I found the projector up in the attic, and this probably got child slides of us as children, and probably some of Jenny." And mm. she went off to talk to Peggy, and when she came back, he already had the projector up and running. Mm. So that was that whole scene was about, and it was just them. Slowly Why the ladder? In. I didn't understand ladder and boxes being squashed. To go up and get a, a sheet, a curtain sheet for them to project the images onto. Because oh, he didn't right. he didn't want her using the dust sheet because that was covering his trains. Um <laughs> I like that bit where she went, Oh look, there's us on the sea front. There's one of you with your two front teeth missing. I thought he was gonna that was last year when Pat decked me, Lillian. <laughs> oh God. Right, okay, yes. Yeah, so- he was always off on his own on these holidays, wasn't it? Like he, he, he's like, you two went off, and you were the two girls. I had yeah. to make friends with a jellyfish. <laughs> I, I, really, I feel like I'm reliving it now. This is quite painful. <laughs> yeah. well, I mean, one reoccurring theme of all of this <clears throat> is that he said to Lillian that she, Jenny, always knew how to snap you out when you were in a bad mood, and they said the same with Brian, didn't they? And Brian even said himself, mm. he said, like, what would Jenny think if she was looking at me? And Alice said to Susan, "He, Mum would have snapped him out of it. You know, Mum, Mum would have snapped him out of not arranging her funeral." <laughs> I was like, "Well, would she, Alice? Don't think so." The way she would snap snap people out of these moods was by sort of going da da with a beef Wellington. <laughs> yes, but, um, yeah. Well, that's my that's my bit on those two. Apart from the fact I laughed when she said, "I love you, Tony." She went really high pitched, like, didn't she? I love you. I thought she was breaking into Can't Take My Eyes Off of You. I love you, Tommy. Da, 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 da. I, I did think it's a bit of a stretch, isn't it, having a slideshow on a radio docudrama? Yeah. It being described to us. Radio Gold. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's them done. Yes. Uh, so, Susan, lovely, lovely, wonderful Susan. I, I I really I thought I, you know, she can be a right old pain in the ass, but I could not have liked her more. I don't think this week she was very gentle and caring and thoughtful, and and also you know given the chance to screw things up twice, and so, and she still managed to, so you know be pitch perfect both times. Yeah, it was very nice when she gave the recipe book to Alice and said Mm. you can keep this one and you can write your own recipes in it and you know hand it down to Martha and it had butterflies all over it for some reason Um, yeah that that was really touching and I think considering how at odds with each other those two were not that long ago that was a bit of a redemption arc wasn't it Mm. yeah and I think it's. I think uh, they've done. They've done it a few times now, where they've kind of reinforced the fact that Alice's sobriety is for keeps, or at least until they mm. really need a you know a big plot. Hey, hello. 
Yeah, we can hear your pack of um, pack of dogs. Wolves. Uh, yeah, math. You're still earning a bit of money on the side, making um, making pit bulls fight in that pit in the sitting room. <laughs> Did you hear what I said about the illustrations in the book? No. Okay, the illustrations were done by Poppy and Kira. That's what Susan yeah. told Alice. Yeah. That, um, I'm re- I really hope the ingredients for Martha, the Martha-faced cookies that Susan was oh, making yeah. for the christening are in there. When Jenny was kind of very politely like, so we'll be eating her face, will we? <laughs> and then they started trying to ice, ice gun the nose and it kind of turned into a pig. And they just both started pissing themselves laughing. That was good. Yeah. How long? To, um, I'm sure she's on ice, but how long can you have a? Uh, how long before you have to? You have to bury someone. Is it? Or, or oh, deal with? Are we oh, going to do that podcast? Interesting oh. question, isn't it? Yeah. It, it can it can go on like months, can it? I think. Can it? I just don't know. I mean, which like, really you know. shocks yeah, that really shocks people on the continent and in South America that that happens. Is it the embalming so, fluid doing all the work here, or are they in fridges? I don't know. I was a bit worried. Talking of fridges, I was a bit worried about Lillian because Joy's been dr- delivering food parcels to Brian. And when Brian phoned Alice during his dinner pie, he said, has Lillian thawed yet? I was like, Jesus. <laughs> what have they done with her? I know she's a pain in the ass, but God. It was funny hearing like Brian had no idea about the oven and how to use it. Alice had had to leave instructions. And then he said, oh, I expect to, to um, Kirsty, I expect you think I'm very old fashioned that, you know, I literally did nothing. And he it was a novelty to him that Roy and Kirsty share the cooking. He, he's, I, I, I mean, I knew he was that way, but I would have thought he'd have switched the frigging oven on at some point. But apparently not. Yeah. I thought of Matthew last week because I was uh, doing veggie meals plus my son's meals plus, and I was kind of like you know going one meal to the next, and I thought I'm not, I know obviously I'm I'm a, you know on the in the foothills of the you know, the Himalayas that is Matthew's um, kitchen skills, but uh, I did think even Matthew probably be a bit impressed by you know mm. by this multi pan multi meal action. No, I am very impressed. I'm looking forward to getting an induction hob in the new place. So. Oh. Fingers crossed. Hey, did you notice that Lee was booking a taster session at the stables for the girls? <laughs> no. What is that? They're going to eat like horses. <laughs> yeah, well, apparently Shula's never forgiven Roly. <laughs> He's like a big ham on in a Spanish supermarket now these days. This is what Brexit shortages are doing to us. You, pop, you know, <laughs> pop down the stables and take one of the sadder old horses. Have a roll, a Roly Wellington. <laughs> <laughs> I'd eat okay. it. I would eat it. I d- actually, have, have you had horse? Not the drug. Yeah, yeah I have. Yeah, in I had it, I had it in Dublin, and yeah. I know for a, uh, I know that my aunt who listens to this podcast has had donkey ragu in. Um, I think I would literally eat any any animal. I don't understand the hierarchy or anything like that. I would Kerry, eat any. Kerry, uh, you need to do what 23andMe, Kerry. See if you, I used to do study Chinese, and the, my Chinese teacher said, was it that um, the Chinese eat anything with four legs except a table, anything that flies except a plane. <laughs> so you want to see if you've got a bit of, um, uh, you know, the yeah. Chinese knocking around. Um, oh, maybe, yeah. 
Okay, well, should we see which restaurant pops up in our ads now? <laughs> imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. If people want to get in touch, how would they do that? Well, I've heard Twitter's quite good. Kerry's normally in charge of Twitter. Yeah, Twitter's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're at the Cider Shed pod. Uh, we're doing so well there. Loads and loads of followers. It's a right laugh. I know people are having um, issues generally with the concept of Elon Musk and Twitter, but, you know, it's still a great place despite him. Come there, tweet along, hashtag the archers, and uh, you'll find lots of daftness. Well, his new girlfriend, Alicia... Lee's ex has moved out to marry him, so he'll chill now, I think. Oh, that'd be funny, wouldn't it? <laughs> also, I liked how Helen wouldn't consider moving there herself because of the boys' schooling, but it's fine for the girls to do that. Anyway. Well, I, I thought it was setting up a lovely Rob kidnap storyline uh, if they're, if they're on the same main body of land because there was some talk this week um, on Twitter about... Oh, someone asked me, was it... Um, Pollyanna, is it? Asked where where mm. did where did he go? Oh yeah, and where I, did he end up in America? Yeah, yeah, and I said it was Minnesota, and Chris said, yeah, because that's the dairy cheese state. And then someone asked, <laughs> what's the soup state? To which I said, it's Minnesota. Oh yeah, <laughs> which yeah, yeah, it deserves just that. <laughs> <laughs> um, right, Instagram. We cracked 700 followers this week. We're now on 706. Well done, Amazing. Yes, yeah, it's, it's going great guns over there. Come and see all the silly videos and music that I post and the, the reviews. Um, write a review for us on Apple Podcasts and you'll find it up on our Instagram at some point. The Facebook group, which is the Cider Shed Podcast, that got a little bump this week because the official Archer's mm. uh, Facebook has decided to stop posting anything and uh, so I just shamelessly got in the comments of that post where they announced it and said everyone could come over to us. 
yeah, which they yeah. have a couple have. <laughs> I think uh, there's a lot of Archer's Facebook out there, and I think some of it's quite vitriolic, and ours isn't. So if you want to come over, come to the Cider Shed podcast, open mm-hmm. Facebook group. We're lovely. Also, by, by reputation, a lot of the other Facebook groups can be a little bit, how can we put it, po-faced about. Well, that's um, what I said. Point. Yeah, yeah. They can they can be a bit like that. And we're not. We're not. We don't stand for it. Yeah, that lovely mix of po-faced and vitriolic. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or as, it, as it's known, Facebook. <laughs> um, so, guys, um, I know that pretty much from the start of the podcast, all anyone is thinking or to themselves is, when will they talk about the fancy football? It's going to mm. be very quick this week because we didn't even have it in last week. So really? This week, yeah. Yeah, because of a technical issue. I got as far as the bit where you um, bullied me for the second time and then I tapped out after that. <laughs> no, we had someone <laughs> someone kind of mentioned on our Facebook group of all places about, oh, why, the, the football bit at the end. So we, we promised to keep it um, brief. Yeah. But I'm just going to say, as a tribute to that person, the sponsor for our fantasy football announcement this week is Heather Devine, who posted after last week's Hooray, no fantasy football this week, which I have yet to approve that post, Heather, but I'm giving you a shout out. <laughs> um, the usurpers have left the group. The people that jumped in and were scoring loads, but, well, 4-4 Poo is still there, but the the mystery woman, no, no, they're still there. They're in second and third. All right. So just so you know, um, Terry Wigan is number one. 4-4 Poo is number two. <laughs> Kerry, where are you? You are in 11th. I'm in yep. 17th and Peter is in 24th. Um, I'll post all a screenshot of all of that to our Facebook group for people that want to see it. Nice one. Yeah. And in case we forget to say it, um, thank you to everyone who supports us on Patreon, um, patreon.com forward slash the side shed. Um, we are, as always, incredibly grateful. It might be repetitive to keep on saying it, but that's only a measure of how genuinely appreciative we are. It makes a huge difference. Um, because it, it as we always say it, it's it's fun but it is it is a big old effort and thank you yeah on a week like this week when i was listening again the second time i was like my god what am i what doing with, doing my, with life? my life <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> every now and again like charlotte will say to someone oh peter does a podcast they'll be like oh really and they'll look all excited and then um and then i and then they're like what's it about and i'm like oh no i don't want to tell you and they're like what's it about i'm like oh it's about the archers and they no one no one has yet managed to fake interest <laughs> just like what <laughs> so yeah it's niche isn't it it is very neat. that's one word for it yeah <laughs> so, what are we doing with our lives what what's going on this weekend for you two uh, my my wee boy's best friend is visiting from London, so that is, of course, source of enormous excitement. Lovely. Um, I'm probably sorting out and packing things in my old apartment, which I am still in, and mm. um, hopefully finishing season two of The White Lotus. Ah, oh, I haven't started that yet. Need to do yeah. that soon. Yeah. Love the first season. I'm going to London tomorrow to the Museum of Brands to an exhibition of shopping lists. Oh, yeah. I remember you mentioned this. Yeah. Oh, nice. With Jeremy. Okay. Excellent. Fellow Archer. Are you allowed to take photos of the shopping lists? I will take photos of the shopping lists. If there's one that just says, get milk, please take a photo of that for me. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) 
No, I like this sort of thing and I'm looking forward to it. I mean, it'll feel, it'll feel very aged now because it'll probably have things like tomatoes, cucumbers and peppers on it, won't it? <laughs> yeah. Or as, as they call it, the good old days. <laughs> well, um, yeah, so everyone have a great week. Enjoy your turnip salads. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you we'll all see you all next week. Yeah, see you next week. See everyone, bye. Hang on.